everybody. Before we get going, once more, I've got to give you the public service announcement that this multi-award winning podcast may include some rather frank discussion on the topic of sex. And there may also be one or two naughty words creeping in from time to time. So just bear in mind, please, that this podcast may not be for everyone. Welcome to Accidentally MILF Online Dating Adventures After 50. Oh, someone just sent me a text. Hang on. <laughs> One of my boyfriends. <laughs> Let me just read my text. Hang on. Hi. Okay. Isn't that annoying when somebody just texts you, hi? What does it mean? Hello, can I have your attention? What are you meant to reply to that? Hi. Is that it? Yeah. Hi. It's a bit lame. Anyway, should we just get on with the episode? Okay, <laughs> welcome to Accident- <laughs> Accidentally MILF Online Dating Adventures After 50 with me, Angel Bliss. Okay, stand by and fam gang for a ton of laughs as well as some handy dating hints and tips and saucy chat. Here in the studio tonight, we have, as usual, studio engineer Rippling Richard and studio producer Frisky Freddy. Oh, that's a big cheer. As well as two very special guests. There's my very first Tinder date, the jaw-dropping Johnny Tooties. As well as my very first Bumble boyfriend, Juicy Jack. Who's back again this time to share some of his own bonkers dating stories. And oh my goodness, they are outrageous. Like the one about the time when a date kidnapped him and held him hostage. Yikes. Yes, and Johnny is going to be talking all about clingity clingons. So effectively, how not to behave if you want to keep a man's interest. Yes. Lots of things to learn tonight. Plus another hilarious story from one of our AmFam gang. Did I tell you how much I love you? Here's a sneak peek of what's coming up. You shouldn't think that a hookup is an invitation to a sleepover unless it's those terms have already been talked about. And a lot of people do equate that. You know, hobosexuals is what a friend of mine calls them, where it's like, well, they want like a room for the night, so they'll fuck you. She see me like kind of creep to the door and she runs to the door and locks it and put the little, little chain lock on there. Okay. And she stands in front of the door. Locking you in? Yes, yeah, she locks me in the house. So welcome to my Bumble boyfriend, Jack, who very gallantly agreed to come into the studio last week and dissect our relationship and listen to all the things that I said about him. But we ran out of time and we didn't have time to talk to him about his dating stories. So he's very, very happily agreed to come back tonight to share some of those stories. So let's get on with it, shall we? So Jack, thank you so much for coming in again. I'm so excited. Jack is going to be telling us some really outrageous dating stories tonight. Like, I think one of the most audacious catfish stories that I've ever heard. So, Jack, you have got... You, I mean, in the last few couple of weeks, even, you've told me some really ridiculous dating stories. I mean, you've been in the trenches as much as anyone. Yes, I have. I just like figure like, let me just try to online in like full force. Let me try to online and try to meet somebody. And it has not 
worked at all. So what are you actually looking for in a woman? I can't really say it's what I'm looking for. I can't really say. Do you not think that there's a little bit of you, though, that if you find what you think is the perfect woman, you just pull back because it would be scary? If I find the perfect woman, then, yeah, I'm going to pull back. Oh, okay. So yeah. somebody can be too perfect for you, and that would put you off if they were Yes. Per- oh, no, that's... That's messed up. That's complicated. Yeah, it is. So if you met the perfect woman, it would make you walk away, is what you're saying? No, it wouldn't make me walk away. It would make me be more cautious. Would it? Yeah. Why? Because you're scared of being hurt? Yeah. Hurt or just disappointed. It's not really hurt. It's like disappointed. So you want an imperfect woman? Yes. You want a woman that probably is a bit more keen on you than you are on them? Then you keep the upper hand. No, it's not about an upper hand. No, see, that's, uh, the, that's the that's the wrong thing. Like that's no, no, it's not about it being at an upper hand with a woman. I'm an imperfect person. Well, we all are. Okay, but if you find somebody that doesn't match your imperfectness, right? So what you you not what I mean is if you find the perfect woman for you, you're gonna pull back. That's my question. I do. You do. Yeah. You pull back yeah. if you find the perfect woman for yeah, you. Yeah, because it might be too good to be true. Right, right. That's probably why I'm single. It is why you're single. Oh, it is? Okay, so now, now you're going to just tell me it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, so. it is. Well, no, I mean, it makes sense, doesn't yeah. it? So then if you do find the perfect woman for you, then you pull back, then by definition, every woman that you meet that you don't pull back from is not right for you. Yes. So what would your advice be to me? Like, what? what how should I... <laughs> where do I go to find the perfect person for me? Not the perfect person, but the perfect one for me. I think that you should not be looking for the perfect person for you. Yeah. Start off, like, what's your main... Like, what's the main thing that you're looking for for a mate? And then start off from there. If it's somebody that you want to be attracted to physically, then you need to start from there. It's just different I mean, you things. have to find the person attractive. I mean, that's a... I know it sounds really vacuous and shallow, but I don't want to go out with somebody that I don't fancy. Like, I have to be physically attracted to them. That's well, like... Th- there's no way around that. I don't want to be with somebody that I don't find physically attractive. So, n- number one... I, and, and, and that doesn't mean they have to look like a male model or a Playgirl centerfold. That's not what I mean. I mean, somebody that I personally find physically attractive. That's the number one. Like, without that, it's not really going anywhere, is it? No. So assuming that I find someone physically attractive, right, and then they have to be compatible with my lifestyle and they have to be compatible with me psychologically. But where is he? Like, where do I find that person? I mean, you're looking, it's like, it's like you're online, so it's not like you're not looking, so... Am I going to find him online, though? Like, it... You never know. Like, you never it's know. Like we're only looking for one person each, aren't we, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but it's like looking for a needle in a haystack or a diamond in the middle of a coal mine. The odds are pretty stacked against us. Although I know loads of people who've met their partners through, through Me dating too. apps. Yeah. Me too. Just not me. But it's just it's likewise. <laughs> me, me either. I mean, for some people it does. Yeah. For the lucky ones. Yeah. Or is there something wrong with us that no one's ever good enough? Like nobody ever stands the test of time. Is there something wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and I'm going to point the finger at myself. There's something wrong with me too, but for sure there's something wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm just too picky. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you ask too many questions. <laughs> Maybe I can't watch a movie without butting in. I can't. I can't. I don't want to understand the plot. If I don't understand something and I'm watching it with someone, I'll say, oh, what did he mean by that? What? Did...? Like, I have to. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm completely lost. So when we went on our date, what I remember you telling me, which actually I thought, oh, he's a sweet guy. You told me about... The catfish woman that you the, the date before me was with a catfish. Yeah, right. Tell us right that before. story. Yeah, Tell right. Us the story. It was right before we talked for maybe like about three weeks or so, and then we had real, real like like real nice conversations. Some of them was long, some of them wasn't, and it kind of felt like it was natural. It didn't feel like it was. Uh, it, it didn't feel like I was trying. What were you talking about? What kind of stuff? We were just talking about. More so daily thing, which made me more intrigued, too. It just felt natural. So we decided to meet after, like, three weeks. Were you excited about this woman? Yes. Tell me what she looked like in the pictures. She was really pretty. She was really natural. It was, like, an outgoing post. So it was, like, one picture at the beach. One picture, like, on Hollywood Boulevard. It wasn't just, like, selfies and nothing like that. So I was like, okay, that that, that seemed, like, kind of cool to me. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, all right, let me go for that because... Some of the pictures that she took are the places I've been to, the places yeah. that I actually go to. So I was like, okay, it's, it's okay, it's a match. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked, we talked maybe for like about three weeks, and I was like, okay, let's let. I always like to meet somebody, either in a coffee shop, somebody like a Starbucks, somebody. I want to do like early morning. I want to do like early morning dates. I've never been on an early morning. Yeah, date. early morning dates. Whereas that's the fifteen minute. That's that's the initial. Uh, right. 15 minutes to see what you do and like to see if you're up and right. see if you're the kind of person that get up. It's like a, it's like a trick. Right. What's the right? trick? To see if you're somebody that's ambitious, somebody like you like yeah. that's up in the morning. It's like yeah. a trick. Yeah. And then I like happy hour where I don't right. have to spend all my money. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Happy hour. You know what I'm saying? Two for one specials. Beautiful. <laughs> Two for one. That means I'm paying for you, but I'm paying for myself. You so sound that's... like Johnny. This is what he does. <laughs> I, I would do that for sure. Yeah, of course. I would have no, done the same thing. No, that's so No, cheap. yeah, whatever. It's kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, come on, like, I, I got you something, yeah. but I don't really get you nothing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so don't expect it. Like, I got you something, but I ain't get you nothing. You see? It's two yeah. for one. I have a, a spot in Hollywood where I go to, and it's kind of like a cool little spot. It's like a, a Hispanic spot where it has the tacos, and it has like a Taco Tuesday, margaritas, two for one, and you get a taco yeah. platter, and you don't have to spend a lot of money. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You can, spend, you can spend a cool amount, but you don't have to spend a lot of money. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let's meet there. So I get there, and um, nobody's answering my phone call no more. So I keep on calling, and I keep on texting. And she told me that she was there from the first text, text when I got there. So I'm sitting at the bar and then I go get a table. So I go get the table. So I'm like, all right, I'm not going to waste it. All right, I just want to have me a little appetizer, have a drink, and then see if she actually approaches me. So next thing you know, I'm texting and then she texts back and says that I look cute today. Ooh, that sounds a bit sinister. Yeah, so now I'm like, I'm Ooh. sitting at the table and I'm looking around. I'm like, okay. Oh. Like, it, it, it was just like, oh my God, like, what's going on? Like, so 
from that text, I said, where are you at? I'm over here. And she said, I'm at the bar. So I'm looking at the bar and I see multiple people at the bar, but I don't see the woman. I'm looking at, I'm looking on my phone. Yeah. And I'm looking for the woman. Oh. But I'm getting a text and saying oh. I'm here and I don't, I'm not able to match everything up. So I actually finally leave. And it took like maybe oh. like 30 minutes. I'm about to leave. She said she was at the bar and you looked yes. at all the people at the bar and yes. not. Were there any women at the bar? Yeah, it was multiple people at the bar, but I don't know how many women. I wasn't oh, looking yeah. and counting the women. So I'm like, you know what? Like somebody's playing with me. So I thought it was a man. Oh, I thought it was some. I, I, I thought it was something different. That reminds me of another story that you told me, which we can talk about in a bit. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm getting catfished. Oh, so you thought then? Yeah, I oh, thought it, I thought it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it for sure. Yeah. So as I'm leaving. I hear somebody say my name. Like, oh, Jack, I'm over here. Yeah. So I look and I turn around and it's a woman at the bar waving her hand, but her head is down. And I'm like, okay. So I like yeah. it's like a it's like a moment where you like, okay, did this just happen to me? Or do I leave? So it's like that moment. So I turned around and I walked towards the woman. And it, it was the woman that I actually was supposed to be meet up, meet up with. As in the catfish. It yes. wasn't the woman that whose picture no. you'd seen. No, 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 no. Oh, and yeah. So what did she look like? <laughs> Obese. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, she was a big, big, big woman. Oh. Now, if you'd seen her pictures, would you have swiped left? If left is no, then it would have been left. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, for sure. So go on, what did you say? I was upset. So I said, are you Ashley? And then she looked down and she said, yes. And did not look at me in my face. Yeah. And then I felt like I needed some answers automatically because oh, yeah, I was yeah. upset. Yeah. Yeah. I was like totally upset. Yeah, I would be too. Yeah. So she agreed to have dinner with me because I asked her for dinner. You asked her to have dinner with yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah. Even though she'd completely misled you on the pictures? Yes. Why? Because you needed answers. I wanted answers. It was more. It was. It was more like I wanted to know. Like I felt, I felt bad, and not bad that she felt bad about herself. I felt bad that this is a woman that did this to me. Yeah. So it was more like, okay, I want to. I want to get to know. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to you know. know. I'd probably do the same. Yeah, I, I want to totally Relate to that. Yeah. And I actually told her like, okay. It was no problem. Now now I wanted to pay for dinner. I don't usually just go all out like, all right, I'm pay for dinner, whatever you want to get on the menu. Like, I played, I started being defensive and started playing her now. Yeah. Where I started playing like, okay, like I'm the coolest guy. And this is actually, this actually might go somewhere. And I did that. What do you mean? You led her to believe that you found her attractive? Yeah. Oh. I was like, oh, it's no problem. Because I wanted to get the, I wanted right. to, Yeah. So it was like, oh, a, you know, it's like a defense thing. Yeah, it's like a defense thing. So I was just like, okay, let's let's uh, get all the information you can get out this woman. Yeah. And have a good time as you're doing it so you don't feel... You sound like me. Like, you go on these dates and you just want to find out the information. From yeah, I want to know. Yeah, I want to yeah, know. Yeah, it's interesting, yeah, though, isn't that, it? I want to know, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, like Johnny says, an anthropological study. It's yeah. like you're studying humans. Now, I wish I would have had a recorder to where I did the oh. same thing you did. I talked about the date before and after. <laughs> <laughs> I felt as bad as her. So 
tell us about what the talk was over the dinner. I felt like a counselor, even from the very first question. So I was like, I asked her a question, then asked her another question and started feeling like I'm her counselor now. Yeah. And she was just a real insecure woman. What where did she say? What was the defense? She didn't feel like nobody wanted her because of her weight, because of her size, because of how she looked. And that's what made, like, it's, it's like, that's what made me feel like, all right, now I'm, now I'm sympathetic on it. Was she, other than the size, was she well turned out? Like, did she have nice hair, nice makeup, nice clothes? No, she did not. Oh. <laughs> no. So she hadn't made an effort with no, the rest of herself? No, no. Everything like, everything from her hair to her outfit was dressed down. You know how you're in a certain kind of league and you put yourself in a certain kind of league yeah. to where you act, it's like, I hate to say it, but yeah, you put yourself in a certain kind of league. Yeah. You put yourself that you want to date somebody that has a certain kind of certain kind of standard for yourself no matter where you at you understand what i'm saying so the standard for herself was lower than mine and i hate to say it like that yeah. but it's just lower than mine like she should have she should have dealt with somebody that she can be real with okay take it objectively so okay she was a big woman mm -hmm. is there anything she could have done to herself and the way she presented herself to make herself attractive yeah, she could have fixed her hair. She could have had nice clothes on. Yeah. She could have presented herself right. Yeah. She could have... It's like, like I, I'm a big believer. It's about how you, you can be overweight. Yeah, that's not a problem. It's not about being way, overweight. Yeah. A lot of women are big and they just carry it well. And yeah. they look great. And men find them... Some men find them really sexy. But it's just about the confidence that you exude. It's all about owning what you have and making the best of what you have. And just because you, even if you're hugely overweight, doesn't mean that you can't be attractive. Isn't it all about just making the most of yourself as you are? Like, if you are yeah, overweight, if, yeah. you, if you are short, still do your hair and make wear nice makeup. Or if you're a guy that's short, you can still make yourself attractive. You don't have to... I'm going to tell you, if I was a little person, yeah, I'd be the flyest little person ever and get yeah. the flyest little person I can get. <laughs> <laughs> and those are little people, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because that's the confidence that I have. Yeah. The most, and I keep saying this, I think the sexiest thing in a man or a woman is purely confidence. Yeah. Confidence in yourself. However you get that confidence... That's what you need to do in order to be sexy and attractive to other people. Yeah. There's nothing that beats confidence. And you can be confident if you're not classically handsome or beautiful. You can still be attractive. Yeah, for sure. It's what comes from inside. Yeah, for I sure. Think. So whose photos had she used? She used our cousin. Did the cousin know? Yes. Did you ask her for a number? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not, because they was in it together. The cousin knew? Yeah, the cousin knew. And she didn't mind? No. Wow. So how did the conversation go over dinner? I let her talk. Yeah, what did I she really say? didn't have a conversation about it. I had uh, more questions, which kind of made me just like, uh, I'm over yeah. it. Yeah. What did she say? What was it? Other than, oh, I didn't think anyone would find me attractive. Um, I've heard about her... her kid's father that left her i heard about how it's just like the horror stories of of life and it's just like i felt like i was a counselor right. yeah. and how did you leave it with her i paid for dinner and walked away you paid for dinner yeah yeah that was kind of big of you given the circumstances did she want to see you again 
No, she was tearing when we was talking. Like really? she's it's like she confessed it to somebody. Yeah. I felt like you probably needed this to confess with somebody. So Yeah. Yeah. It was it was bad. It How was, did you leave it with her at the end? What did you say? Would you I like... blocked her. Oh. Yeah, when I right when I walked out. I think I hit the light. I think I walked to the red light that was going to my car and when I got to the red light I blocked her I kind of made myself a victim too I I ain't gonna lie I I made myself a victim you know what I'm saying it was just like why me like why yeah it's like you'd invested three weeks of your time into this and you were excited no it wasn't even that no it's just I know I was looking at dinner and I was like I'm about to pay for this shit But that was your choice. You could have walked away before. I know. That was, that's, that's why. And it's given you a really good story to talk about. It's good. Yeah. And I hope she finds somebody that way she can be yeah. yeah, comfortable. It's about being comfortable. Do you think you got through to her anything in that conversation? Do you think she went away a changed woman of any kind? Or would she carry on and do it to the next person? No. I felt like that she, I, I know that she felt like she did somebody wrong. Yeah. I wanted to make her feel like that, like for sure. And she did feel that. Yeah, yeah. I want to do you make think sure. she'll do it again? Yeah, for sure. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't put nothing past nobody, so I'll, yeah, for, yeah. I don't think many men would buy a dinner, though. It was happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that much money. Wow. <laughs> we would love you to join our Accidentally Mill family, the AmFams. Please visit our website at accidentallymilf.com where you're going to find links to all of our socials as well as some hints and tips and even a shop where you can bag some goodies as well as lots of other information. Let's build a fun and supportive community of AmFams on Facebook and at accidentallymilf.com. Okay, we're back. Soon, Johnny's going to be talking about clingity-clingon girls and Jack is going to be telling us about when a date took him hostage. But first, it's time to have a listen to this fantastic story from one of our AmFam gang. Her name is Patricia and she's another English woman who was living in Los Angeles when this happened. I dated this guy and this wasn't through a dating app or anything. This was somebody I met at somebody else's party and he was a gynaecologist. And, you know, you think getting a gynecologist, fantastic, because you sort of think, oh, any yeah. problems that we're going to help sort you out. So anyway, we, we spent the weekend together and um, he asked me to put on red lipstick for the bedroom. And I said, sure, if you want me to wear red lipstick. I said, you know, does the colour turn you on or something? And he said, no, I like to have it on my lips. He said, I like to see it smudged everywhere. He said, I really like, I like blood. He said, when's your period due? No! Ah! Oh, no. That was it. I did this thing where I kind of went, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, 17th and made it seem like it was totally normal because I didn't want him to see how I was having an out-of-body experience at the thought of somebody wanting to take advantage of that moment in my menstrual cycle. I mean, like, oh, my God. And that was the end of that. And I never saw him again. After that, I couldn't I couldn't go there. No. Careful how you pick your gynecologist is all I could say. Oh, that story really creeped me out. One of the things we want to do in this show is let you know what some of the unwritten dating rules are. So if you're doing this to have 
fun and you're not really looking for your soulmate or a boyfriend or girlfriend, but you're just looking to actually have respectful hookups with people, there are some unwritten rules and our expert here, Johnny, is going to just clarify a couple of them for us. Talk to me about women that completely don't understand the way um, the way it works and that come over to your apartment with an overnight bag and a toothbrush. Does that happen? <laughs> Not necessarily the overnight bag and the toothbrush, but I actually had that happen years ago where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm coming over and she packed a bag and okay, and then we'll sleep together and so what are you going to do for the rest of the night? <laughs> you know, you could see her, like, well, we're not going to stay here, but it's a hookup. Conflating a hookup with a sleepover, unless that's pre-discussed, that's very rude. And that's not, you shouldn't think that a hookup is an invitation to a sleepover unless it's, those terms have already been uh, talked about. And a lot of people do equate that you know hobosexuals is what a friend of mine calls them where it's like well they want like a room for the night so they'll fuck you so they can fucking crash at your place or, or... i i had a date once with a guy it's another story actually and he said that when he first moved to la from atlanta he didn't have anywhere to stay and he literally went on tinder and just hooked up with girls because he didn't have anywhere to live mm -hmm. and he just went from and he'd try and stay with them for as long as he could and then when he got booted out he'd go to the next one and the yeah. next one and he lived like that for a few months when he first moved here. I mean it's economically sound like I understand the strategy but like if you actually have a place to live in the city and like you know, I've met girls in LA and girls in Vegas or wherever who have their own places and they still want to stay the night and I, I think it's rooted also in that they feel like it's slutty if they don't stay. Or it's like, oh, I came over and fucked a guy and now I'm going home. Am I a whore? Am I a slut? And so if they stayed night and there's a sleepover, it kind of cushions that more blow. Relationship yeah, there. it's a bit more justified. Yeah. Like, well, I stayed the night, so but it's it's rude to think that. And then you put like someone in an uncomfortable situation of having to throw you out. And it's like I'm not, you know, I, sleep is different from sex, and sleep to me, I'm a light sleeper as it is, it's very hard for me to fall asleep, I don't want someone there with their inconsistencies and their body heat and everything, like, I'm a fucking D, I have a mask, I put on the fan, I, all, all sorts of shit, like, I need to get in, like, the proper mental zone to fall asleep, and if I don't know you and I'm not comfortable with you and you're, like, right there, I don't want to fucking sleep next to you. I'm like, now I've had girls who passed out after sex and I don't, I don't want to wake them up and be like that guy or the asshole. Like, Hey, you know, I fucked you. You gotta go. Um, as much as I'd like to, if they're asleep and they don't look like they're going to wake up, I'll just move to the couch. Just, I'll take, I'll bite the bullet and <laughs> crash, you crash there. But it's, I don't like having, how'd you get rid of them? Just, I factor in that post-coital, like, 15 to 20 to 25 minutes of pillow talk, <laughs> respectfulness, <laughs> friendliness, and then you kind of just transition into, like, well, you know, I should get some work done, or I gotta just kind of drop that hint. And have you ever had anybody get really upset? Yes, I've had girls like, oh, you, you don't want me to stay, or... 
or I'm not staying. I thought I was going to stay tonight. And they kind of try to guilt trip you into letting them stay tonight at that point. Recently, there was a girl who was in town who was busy and she was in downtown Las Vegas, which is, I mean, it's not Vegas. Everything's like 15, 20 minutes. So I went to pick her up and brought her back to my place and we fucked or whatever. We, she was cool. She had a good time. She used to be in the adult industry. And then she's like, well, you know, am I going to stay? You know, kind of floated it to me. Like, like, I think you should die. I was like, I need to get to sleep. It's late. And she's like, all right, well, I don't have money for an Uber. So, and I've talked to her before. It's like, well, if, what if I, you know, pick you up and then you can Uber back to where you're staying and she's like, yeah, that sounds fine. Ooh, snaky. So then she, she got me to come pick her up. And then she's like, oh, by the way, I don't have. So I fucking luckily I had like a discount. Basically, she got the lift back to her hotel, you know, because of me. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was a bait and switch, but it was whatever. I didn't have to sleep next to her. And I was like, well, it, that's worth the fucking price of, of paying like a premium price lift or whatever. Oh, gosh. <laughs> finally, finally, Klingons, clingy, clingity clings. Have you ever had a problem with over clingy women? Yeah, and they text a lot and uh, they like to give you shit if you can't hang out with them when they want you to hang out with them. They like to guilt trip you. They like to ultimatum you. It's an assault via it's text. So, and it's so counterproductive though, isn't it? Because it is. It it's, you're not going to negotiate. What you exactly. Want. And it's, I'm sure you've dealt with guys like that where it's like by annoying the shit out of someone, it's not like you're yeah. going to convince them or no. negotiate that they're, that they're making no. a mistake by, no. if anything, you're reaffirming their no. position. A guy did that to me a while ago. He got on my nerves, so I, I thought, I'm not going to see him. He's too intense, like, too pushy. Always wanted to talk on the... I could spoke to him on the phone three times. It's like, three times is enough. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's just meet and, you know, see if we get on. Um, well, let's just have another let's just have another chat on the phone. It's like, well, no, I'll meet you. Shit or get off the pot. Yeah. yeah. And, and then he got all weird and just thought, oh, actually, I really can't even be bothered to meet you. And then about three weeks later, we got in touch again. I was like, oh, God, all right, I'll meet you. Like, I'll meet you at 12 o'clock, Starbucks, wherever. Well, let's just have a chat on the phone first. I was like, no, I'll, I'll be there if you want. If you want. And then he, he didn't reply, so I never met him. Um, and then about two months later, out of the blue, hey, yeah, it's me. I thought I'd try again. They reemerged. Yeah, like, they're persistent. Right. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm busy at the moment, yeah, but... Um, I'll let, let's meet for coffee if you're if you're in town yeah okay I'll meet you for coffee and then he called me and I was busy and I didn't take the call and didn't call him back straight away mm-hmm. and I got this shitty message well I guess it's just me chasing you again well you know I'm just done with it's it so one sided right. well me then like I, you're the one who's mm-hmm. beating a path to my door I, mm-hmm. I, so you've just blown it I'm not going to meet you now because yeah. you're a pain Okay, back to Jack. So I'm having another conversation with a woman and it's going somewhere and it's her birthday. So she's saying, I'm at home and it's my birthday and nobody's partying with me. And I'm like, you know, it's your birthday. Like, let's go out. Let's just go to a, like a little local bar. Go, let's go out. So I go to this woman's house. Yeah. I'm not like the serial dater, 
but I am the serial date. <laughs> I'm a serial date. <laughs> I'm going to figure it out. So I go meet this one woman on her birthday, and we have a blast for like the first two hours. We so you go, go to her apartment or her bar. I, I, no, I meet her at her apartment. Yeah. I park there, and she's like parking the garage, and she opens up the garage with her door, and I park my car, and we walk to the bar. I was like, should I park in here? <laughs> so did your intuition tell you that there's something a bit weird about this? Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just park the car. Let's go. Yeah. So we go have two drinks at the bar. We go to her house. So she gets on the phone and somebody pisses her off in her house on the phone. And she just start walking back and forth. And then she just start yelling. And then she start yelling. And the conversation start getting louder. And now she's cussing. Now she's cussing. Now she's cussing. And I'm like hella uncomfortable in her house now. So I'm sitting in the corner. Was she drunk? Yeah, she was very drunk. Was she drunk before you met her then? Yeah, she had to be. She was very drunk. But I'm in her house. So I'm like, okay, let me just sit closest to the door as I can. She is fully cussing. As somebody she got mad at. I guess that didn't hang with her or something like that. Yeah. I didn't know how I didn't have no idea. Wow. So I get a I get a Bumble uh DM. Yeah. So she comes and sit down and uh, see I uh, texting I'm texting the woman. Oh no, oh no. And she's really like she's drunk and like leans over and goes into my phone. Uh. So mind you Mind you, I'm African-American. I'm black. So mind you, I'm sitting in her house, and she's she's Caucasian. She's white. Yeah. So she goes into the living room. I mean, no, I'm in the living room. Excuse me. She goes into the kitchen, and she calls whoever that she was just talking to or somebody else, and she just started cussing me out and, 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 and racial slurs. And, and she's like, I just tell you, she's like, this black motherfucker is on Bumble in my house. Oh my God. And I looked up and I was like, oh my God. I'm like, oh my God. So it got so serious to where I'm like, I got to get out of this house. Like, I got to get out of here. So when she gets off the phone, she see me, she see me like kind of creep to the door and she runs to the door and locks it and put, put the little, uh, put the little, little chain lock on there. Okay. And she stands in front of the door. Locking you in? Yeah, she locks me in the house. <gasps> oh, my God. So I'm like, and I try to explain to her, like, I just met you and I just answered the, I just answered the message. Like, you can see what I just, what I just sent to the person. So it's not really, like, it's not really no big deal. But if it is a big deal, let me just leave your house and let's just call it quits. Like, yeah. it's fine. Like, just leave me alone. So she just started grabbing on my clothes and like dragging me, like grabbing on my clothes. So I'm like, I'm in this lady's house and I don't know where I'm at. My car is in the garage and I can't get out of the garage. Oh no, without her like to zap the gate open or something. Yeah, nah. Oh yeah, no. Nah. So yeah. what happened? Nah, so I just sat on the couch and I just, I, it's kind of like I played dumb. So you were a hostage effectively. Yeah, 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 I kind of played dumb. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I sat on the couch and I listened to her, and it's like when I say that she was grabbing me, she was grabbing me to like, it wasn't, it was like offensive grabbing me. So I'm like, oh my God, like, how do I get out of this situation? What did she want from you at this point? Sex? Nah, I did think, she want- I think she just wanted me to stay there. Like, I think she see, I think she realized, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, it could be, yeah, I don't know. 
So what happened? Okay, so I stayed there and I consoled her a little bit and I asked her where's the liquor store at. I seen she put the key on side on, on the table. Yeah. Like there's a table in front of us. And that's the key with the garage clicker that I seen that she opened up the garage gate. Yeah. So I seen the key there. So I was like, okay. So I'm gonna act like I'm gonna go get some liquor and then I'm gonna come back up. I'm gonna give her some more liquor so she can get more drunk. Hopefully she go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> can, can get up with that. I can get up yeah. get up out this house. Yeah. So I did that, but when I got back, she was in like full-blown party mode. Oh no! <laughs> so she's in a house with, with not what she had on before, but now like a robe and other this other oh. shit. And now she's partying, waiting for me to come back with liquor, thinking we about to party. Oh no! So I'm trying to get the key to get out the house, and she thinking we about oh, to party. No. So I just sat down and I just started having shots with her. Yeah. And the shots killed her off to where she kind of lay down a little bit. So. I got the keys, I opened up the garage, snuck my car out, brought the keys back in the house, snuck back down the stairs, and left. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was in one of the movies, like, get out or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> get out. Thank you, Jack, so much for coming in. I think we're going to have to bring you back and talk to us again more because I think you've got more stories. Well, it was good. It was good to come on out here, so I feel comfortable. All so. right, so we come back on again sometime and talk to us more. Yeah, yeah, as long as you have the same drink that I had tonight and as long as you got the same vibe that I got, yeah. I feel I feel way comfortable. I, I'll go ahead and give up the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's love for all of us in our futures. I do too. I don't regret, even the bad ones, I don't regret any of them really, because they're all lessons. I'm going to ask you this yeah. before we leave. Okay. You can ask me anything. Do you think the people that you've come across are going to forever remember you? Some of them will. I do. I think oh. you're a strong enough person to where we all will remember oh. you. Angel. <laughs> See? Give, can I get an applause? <laughs> all right, yes. Okay. I think. Thank you. Yes, think see? Remember me. Oh, hopefully. I like to see? make an impact. Do you think I think you? Angel Bliss is going to reverse. <laughs> For sure. Bye bye. I'm out of here, y'all. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving the doors. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back, y'all. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. Oh, Jack's brilliant, isn't he? Okay, it's almost time for us to go. But as usual, we're going to recap three top tips that we've learned this episode. Tip number one. Don't leave your car in a lockable garage. That requires the person that you're on a date with to unlock it for you. Just park on the street or somewhere else just to be safe. Tip number two. If someone's drunk, you're on a hiding to nothing really. Cut the date short and get out of there. Don't try and implicate somebody who's had too much alcohol. And tip number three. If you find yourself on a date with somebody who has catfished you, there's absolutely no obligation to stick around like Jack did and buy them dinner, for goodness sake. Really, you have absolute permission to get the heck out of there as fast as possible. 
can't believe it, but we've already reached the end of season one. Oh my goodness, it's gone so fast. But the really excellent news is that we're going to be back really, really soon with season two. So please press the subscribe button so that you'll know exactly when we're back. I'm going to be coming back with some even more outrageous dating stories. Honestly, they get more and more extreme as time goes by and also Johnny is going to be coming back for season two so yay okay we love you all and we love that you're listening it really makes it so much more fun for us knowing that the people out there actually sharing in the fun so please carry on telling your friends especially those that are single please subscribe to the podcast share it and give us a lovely review if you can please 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 thank you okay follow us on social media too our website is accidentallymilf.com and has links to all the socials it's got a shop on there it's got some resources and lots of other interesting goodies um you'll also find ways to contact us on there and how to send in your voice notes for those amazing dating stories that we keep getting please keep them coming in the best ones we will use on the show and you'll get a prize if we use your story big big thanks to the amazing richard the amazing freddie the wonderful johnny tooties and our very special guest jack love you all thank you so much again Lots of love and have a great week. This podcast was brought to you by the Fab Team at Glistening Productions. It was produced by Angela Smith, Jeff Titro, and Terence Holloway. Music is by Epidemic Sound, and the theme music is by Ten Towers. Studio producer was Freddie Chopper. Studio engineer is the lovely Richard Venti. Consulting producer is Phil Parsons. Executive producers are Angela Smith and M. Jacoby. And I'm your host, Angel Bliss, with special guest. Johnny Tooties and Jack Meehoff. Glistening Productions. <laughs>So I dated a carpenter. <laughs> Do you know what's coming? He had no problem with morning wood. <laughs> <laughs>